Hi, this is Elaine. I just wanted to give a quick preamble before this episode starts. I wanted to tell you about something called the Stacy's Rise Project, something that I'm honored and so thrilled to be a part of, and I am one of four uh, inaugural Canadian women to be a part of this program. The Stacy's Rise Project is a program that's committed to empowering and supporting women entrepreneurs on their journeys to establishing successful businesses through funding, mentorship, and community. And I am so excited for this program and to be a part of it. I have incredible mentors uh, from PepsiCo, and I wanted to share this because this is how I met this incredible person who will be airing on this podcast, Stacy Madison, the founder of Stacy's Pita Chips. Do check her out, find her on Instagram, and do follow her. So you don't want to miss this episode. I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, health, business, and self And oh my goodness, my guest today, you do not want to miss her because she is probably one of the most inspiring women I have had the honor and blessing to come across and and meet. And if you like good snacks, you just might have heard of her. And when I say good snacks, I mean like tasty, you could serve with anything. And you might have just heard of Stacy's Pita Chips. Now, Stacy Madison is a founder of Stacy's Pita Chips, which was sold to Pepsi in 2006 for over $240 million. And her latest venture, Be Bold Bars, is they are delicious snack bars made with high quality nuts, oats, chia, milk, um, chocolate chips, maple, and wildflower honey. Oh my goodness. And her motto is, All we do is mix, press, pack, and chill. So do look for those at BeBoldBars.com. Now, after selling Stacy, she traveled Europe and Asia with her twin daughters and then launched a juice bar. And with her brother's help, they figured out how to produce a larger quantity and distribute that to stores. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. And, oh, my goodness, I could keep going on about this incredible woman. And, you know, she... She has gone through a lot, and you don't want to miss as she shares all of it on our podcast. And I just want to say, Stacy, welcome. Welcome to Lane's Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. What an introduction. And I have to tell you, I get my inspiration from women like you and, you know, and all that you've gone through and hearing everybody's stories and you know, the fact that you're doing this and, and it goes out to other women, you know, when you ask, you didn't even ask me, you did not even ask me to be on your podcast. I asked you, I found out you do it. I'm like, can I be on your podcast? So, <laughs> which blows me away. And I am like, so freaking humbled by that. And, you know, like your heart, like is like crazy huge because this woman is incredibly busy and here she is giving her time, 
her story, her expertise to us. And so you want to stay tuned and listen to this podcast over and over again, because, oh my goodness, we have Stacey Madison with us. Stacey, you know, like you, you have to start by telling us like just from the roots of how this all began. I know that you, your journey is so long right now, but even with Stacey's like it was a food cart. Yes. Yeah. Started with, you know, I mean, the food cart was really a stepping stone. And we thought it was a stepping stone into purchasing, like getting a restaurant or a takeout place or someplace, some small place. But um, uh, obviously we ended up changing directions and going into the pita chips. But when we started the food cart, we were selling uh, rolled roll up sandwiches made with pita bread. And, you know, you can run out of any ingredient, but you always have to have an excess inventory of pita bread. So um, with the excess, what we would do is we would uh, cut it up and bake it into different flavor pita chips and just give them away to people standing in line. Unbelievable. We had the cart for a couple of years and, and but, you know, eventually and during the second year, we ended up launching the pita chip company instead of going into uh, um you know, a a takeout place, but, you know, I'll tell you, you know, you, that was our stepping stone and you just don't know when you step up on your stepping stone, like where you're going to end up. (laughs) But that, that big first is just a step up, right? That step up. up. And, you know, if you think about it like that, that riser on the side of a pool, you know, where you go to go to the race and you go up on the riser and, you know, you could really go in any direction. So, um, you know, but you got to take that first jump. So brave, so crazy brave. And I know I, I have so many questions because I want to like, okay, then then what happened? Like, how did Pepsi find you? Like, how did you do that? Like, what is? Oh that? yeah, that's a big that's a big big job. <laughs> so yeah, so we started the pita chip company. Um, had it for nine years. Um, basically, grew the company. It's not like we started it and said we have an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I speak to people, I don't say have an exit strategy because, I mean, obviously it's my experience. There's lots of ways to grow and grow and sell a company. But in my experience, I feel like if you are for looking at the finish line like that, then it changes your day-to-day decisions. And when we grew the company, our day-to-day decisions, I feel like are what made us successful in the long run. And getting over each and every one of those days hurdles and finding out how to go from a food car to a factory, from a small factory to big factory, from getting smaller machines to bigger machines and different packaging and every, all of that, you know, we're figuring it out on our own. You know, there is no class in how to, you know, (laughs) how to do it. So, um, and I was a social worker before that. So I did, you know, even doing math, doing, making the spreadsheet, you know, writing a business plan, all that. It was all foreign to me. So, um, but I do believe that's all of those things and learning all of those things and on, on the journey there is how you get there. And so nine years, we had the pita chip company and it was when, um, we started getting approached by people who wanted to make the acquisition that we decided to put together a team of, um, an investment bank, an accounting firm, a law firm, you know, uh, you know the whole, whatever it takes to sell sell the company. And um, it was at that point in time, nine years later, where you know I'm the single mom of twins. Um, Mark 
was at the point where he wanted to travel, but it's like he couldn't leave and go off and do all the things that he wanted to do. And so, and the company was going and rolling and rolling and rolling. And, um, you know, it was more like the company was running us rather than us running the company, but we loved everybody there and all the people. And so it was a hard, it was a hard thing to do. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that everybody in the long and, you know, in the long run, everybody was, did okay. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and then you went from there to having a juice bar. And- yes. I, you know, after not working for a while and I, and traveling with the kids and stuff, which total experiential learning person, me, I wish I had your product when I was traveling with my kids, that would have made our life infinitely easier. But, um, yeah, I, you know, we came back home and I just was like, you know, I wanted them, like, I wanted to do something day to day. I wanted to do something that I enjoyed doing. I love like making healthy food and salads and salad dressings and smoothies and, you know, all, you know, and juices. So, um, I opened a juice bar and I, I also wanted to show the kids that, you know, this is real normal life. You wake up, you go to work, you exercise, you, you know, you do something for your, oh, oh, look at your create better. You do something for your family. You do something for your health. You do something for your business. You do something for yourself. And that is really what every, every day is. And I needed to, you know, I wanted to show the kids that, you know, this is um, what it is. And I wanted to, you know, people are like, you sold a company and you're behind the counter making smoothies. And like, you know what? I like it. I like it here. I like doing it. It's like, it's, you have, um, you know, I got to see the same customers every day. I really was making a change in the community for the better because if somebody was out there and they decided, well, I want to make a healthier choice today, at least they had an option. They wow. had a place to go. So, you know, I felt, you know, I did, a, I felt like I did a lot of good with the juice bar. Plus I created B-Ball bars. That's where B-Ball bars were created. No. You know, just with like healthy ingredients. We just put them all together. We mixed it, we packed it, we pressed it and we chilled it. And um, so after the pandemic hit, that's where, you know, when, I mean, not after, we launched it just before the pandemic hit. And then um, obviously we had to uh, close the juice bar during that window and um, just tried to keep the the bar company alive. Wow. Now you, you are incredible. And that is no, that is no challenge that's special to me. That was everybody. No, but you know, like I'm just thinking of when you're saying, you know, people see you serving behind the juice bar after selling a company. Like, you know, when I was listening to you talk on different, um, actually, other podcasts, and you made you me, can say that you made me smile <laughs> because I'm listening to you and you shared how, you know, you came across litter once and it was a Stacy's packaging. And this is how humble this woman is, this is how humble you are. I think you said you framed it. Did you frame it? Uh, we did, but not before we all stood in a circle around it, lying on the ground. And we were like, okay, we're at the breast cancer walk. There's 30,000 people going by. And there was a part of me that was like, no, don't pick it up. You got to leave it. Because this is like, this is like real litter. And you know how many people are going to see the bag on the ground? And, you know, somebody ate that and littered. And, you know, so there was a part of me that was like, shoot, you know, I, I want so bad to just leave. But you know what? We It was our first piece of litter. So we did pick it up and frame it. I love that. That is so awesome. That is it. But I was like, oh, I got to pass the marketing opportunity. 
I, I, you were just like, I wish I could like talk to you like daily because when I listen to you, I like to want to take notes because you talked about marketing as well. And now we're jumping off your story here and you said that marketing basically is, you know, uh, I actually wrote it down somewhere, but you were talking about branding and that it's branding is remembering. And that has stuck with me, you know, whether it's like, how do you get people to not just eat your product, like have your product, savor it, but then want to talk about it, tell people about it, remember it. So there's so many. I don't know. I'm having trouble with that myself. You're amazing. (laughs) I'm having a little trouble with it myself. Like, you know, I, I mean, I guess doing things like this is you know, definitely helps. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, we don't ship to Canada, but we ship all across the continental US, United States. But, um, you know, I always felt that like branding is, uh, is uh, you have to think about that in all of your decisions that mm-hmm. you're making in marketing. So for example, uh, when we did a promote, I have so I have a lot of these examples, but the one of my favorites is we did a promotion with a radio station, but you know, I mean, it could be on the radio and then like people, like, how are people going to remember that? So what we did is we went up to the ski area while they were broadcasting from the ski slope. And we had these little stickers that said ski simply naked because they were like, oh, you can sample to the people on the chairlift. And so in your head, this is the most important part. You can't think that it stops there where you just handed out your sample. You have to think, what is that customer going through, potential customer going through? They're skiing. They get a bag of chips. They get on the ski lift. They open it up. They eat the chips. They enjoy it. They get to the top of the mountain and they throw the bag away. And I'm like, how are they ever going to remember that it was us? So that's the question that you have to answer. That's the question you have to ask yourself is taking it all the way through the process. How is the customer going to you know, going to remember you. So that's why we had the ski simply naked sticker. And we said, you know, in exchange for giving out the bag of chips, we're like, oh, we would love to sticker you with this. You know, you can put it on your jacket. You can put it on your ski pole. You can put it on your ski. You know, lots of people were like, oh, you can put it on your helmet. Like people were like, love the stickers and they put it on there. And so then they eat the bag of chips. They enjoy it. Sure. They go to the top of the mountain. They throw the bag away. But then they get home and they were like, oh, man, you know what? Those were good chips. Oh, wait. And they go to their ski helmet and they're like, go to the website. And there you go. So good. So smart. I I love it. And like, even when I chatted with you last year, you're like, okay, get moms to talk about your product. Like, like moms love helping moms and, and like stick a note in it maybe or something saying, you know, please help another mom out and tell a friend, right? Like, yeah. So- Good. How you, how you're thinking, not just of the moment, but what happens after that moment so that it keeps going. So good. I'm a little bit cuckoo nutty about that too, because um, what made me think of that, you know, sometimes you just do it and you don't, and you don't think, oh, that was intentional. That was a, and you just did it, do it. Like a lot of times you do that guerrilla marketing just kind of comes naturally. But when the, like, it was, it's just so ridiculous. The other day I was in the airport and I oh, way overpaid for a bagel and, you know, but I'm in the airport. I like a bagel with salmon and tomato and this whole big thing. Well, you know, I overpaid for it. So I expect, okay, it's got to be a good bagel. You know, all that. I get onto the airplane. First of all, the way they packed it, everything fell apart. It wasn't easy to eat. There wasn't enough cream cheese because they were in a hurry and they didn't restock oh. it. They have it. And I'm just like, 
why do these like this is a this is a famous chef how could he make a bagel and not think about this person's going to be eating it on the airplane so I, i'm just like i'm like i'm sound i sound like a nut job that i'm sitting here talking about my bagel but you know it just it resonated with me i'm like this is what we have to do this is what we have to do to grow the company is we can't just stop with sampling we have to Go that step further. Yeah, it's like a, it's an entire story, right? It doesn't just end because it left your hand into someone else's hand. Yeah. It's the story that continues to be told. It's just, you know what, even, you know, I, and I, like I said, I have so many examples of it, you know, the, the you, you know, it's not just when the distributor picks up your, the case of chips at the factory, but then, you know, what happens when they turn around, they go and, and to put it, they turn around to put it on the truck and they draw, I would watch them drop it from waist height onto the ground. Okay, here's the case. They don't weigh anything. Whoop, they would huck it and drop it on the ground. And I would be like, you know, they're chips. They're fragile. They break. They, you know, and I'm like, by the time it's dust, by the time it gets there. So, you know, you have to think of all those things. Yes. Yes, you do. Oh, I know. I've watched delivery and God bless them. So grateful for these mm-hmm. delivery people. But I seen them like my product's heavy and they just like, Chuck it. Chuck it. All the work that went into that box. I like, oh no. And you can't you can't shelf damaged goods either. So that's another story. But so crazy. Now your B bold bars. Yeah. How did you go? Now I, I, I know like you are just so good at like not wasting things. And you're saying that these B bold bars came from your juice bar. And it's like, and just like you said, your pita chips. That was a stepping stone to all of this mm-hmm. journey. So be bold bars. I love, love, love what they stand for. And you tell us, tell our listeners, what does bold stand for? So it's funny because bold has a different meaning kind of to every person. Um, but to me, it it stands for always being yourself outside of your com- comfort zone, little by little. Do it again. E O L D. And the reason for for that is really, um, you know, as a mom, you're a mom, I'm a mom, you think about it that you always expect your kids to, you know, try a new sport, join a new team, and then to do all this stuff outside their comfort zone. And then you tell them, just be yourself, you'll make friends. And it's like, as adults, we don't do that. And so I don't know, what does that have to do with a bar? I'd love to make some kind of a connection, but I just feel, I just feel like, um, you know, I'm like, well, if a bar can be called kind, I guess it can be called bold. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. No, but I love it. I I love the message behind it because you know what? I, I think it is always about choices we make every day so that we live a life by design and not by default. And so that, so that when you are choosing to be healthy and grabbing one of your bars, you are being bold to make yeah. a choice to to you know be yourself, make this healthy choice, take care of yourself, you know, go outside your comfort zone, all of this, right? Just little by little, and just keep doing it. Healthy choices, making smart little choices, learning to say no at the right time or all the time. And I'm preaching to myself as I say this because it's so easy to say yes, sure, okay, fine, yes, I can do that. And then all these things we have to drop on the side that we should have said yes to, but we can't now because we said yes to the wrong things. But then doing it all again and doing it better each time. So good. Yep. 
Love it. it. It's the same. It works as well in business as in your personal life. So now when I know my listeners are thinking, well, how, how do you grow your business? I, I, I heard you say once on, on a podcast that, that, or maybe I read it in a magazine. I, I did lots of reading about you. And so, <laughs> you did you did your homework. <laughs> and somewhere, you know, you said that, well, when you're small, you can't compete against those $3 bag of chips. And so when you were placing it into a store, you were so smart. And you said, I'm going to put it somewhere different. I'm going to put it in the deli section to stand out alone, be the, the best in my own new category. And that is wow. I think that is so. Yeah, I would love to take credit for that idea, but I have to tell you that was my business partner. That was Mark's idea. And, um, and we talked about it a lot. We were like, well, what about selling to the deli? Why don't we sell to the deli? What are, you know, how can we compete? Like, you know, if they want, if they, if people are putting, cause it was like during a time too, that natural food section was just like, oh, that's the, that's where all things go to die. <laughs> Cause it was like four feet wide in this far off section of the store. And that's where we were. And we were like, that's where all things go to die. And this is terrible. So, so we were like, but we want to be where people are shopping. And, um, you know, we were looking at that perimeter of the store with the deli and we thought, you know what? It fits because they go so great with hummus. They go so great with dips and the refrigerated stuff is right next to the deli. And, and, you know, if we're sampling, people are waiting to get their meats. Right. And so, um, we have an audience. So for so many reasons, it was, it was just a yes. Um, so yeah, we did that and it ended up being like a really great decision. Cause even when we sold, it was kind of like, you know, for an, for an acquirer like Pepsi for them, it was additional real estate, you know, they're, they're all their real estate is in inside the snack yes. aisle. So it kind of was able to get them a product that was distributed outside the snack food aisle. So smart. So smart. Now I, I know my question coming next is, you know, what is that best tip for growing? your business. And I, I mean, you're a miracle story, right? When you go from zero to a million and then from like 2001, you sold a million dollars in product and then 2005, $65 million in product. What is that? How? I know. I, I know it's not a so, wonderful answer, but what? Yeah. So I think that um, first and foremost, we had a great product. We had, a, I mean, and, and it was born organically, you know, off of the, off of the cart. So we had a great product. Obviously we had a story we had, we had, and still have a story to tell. Um, and it's, just, and like, you know, cause I think about the bars now be bold bars and I'm like, that's another, like, that's another thing that grew organically. I think about the juice bar and it was kind of like, it's kind of reminiscent of my food cart days. It's like a glorified Uh food cart. And so it's like, I'm not one to go out and say, okay, um, this is the product and this is what we're going to, it's more of, I'm for me, um, 
and maybe it was FOMO or something like that. <laughs> like, I, like, you know, I'm, you know, I, it was, I'm sitting on this product and I'm selling so much at the juice bar. How could I not bring it to more people? And so I think the first and foremost, that you have to have a great product. Um, and, and the, t- you know, for a food company, it's all about taste. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the taste, the quality, how we make it, um, you know, I think that's, and I think then you just do like what we were talking about before you, um, and you have to love what you're doing. You have to love it every single day. You have to just, then it's not work. Then it's just your life. And that's what, when you grow the company, it is your life. And, and you know what, if you feel like this is weighing you down and, you know, you don't have time for this, that, and the next thing, and you don't, and you're just going to resent your product and you should probably stop. Mm. Because I I mean, for me, you know, people ask me this all the time too, your work-life balance. Like I don't have that. (laughs) And, you know, maybe that's one of my downfalls or something, but yeah. And I go all in, I go all in, Um, you know, and that's what was good about selling the company when I did, when we did was that, you know, it it, uh, allowed me the opportunity, you know, to focus on my kids and my being a, a great mom. And then, you know, as they got older and then they were off on their own and in high school and stuff, like I, you know, I was able to circle back to, you know, to asking myself that same damn question that you ask yourself when you graduate college, you ask yourself, you know, in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, what is it that I love to do and how am I going to make a living doing it day to day? I love that. I love how you because even when you sell the company, you ask yourself that. Now, what am I going to do? I'm just going to start a new product. <laughs> That's what yeah. Well, now, what am I going to do? I, mean, I go to work every day. Like <laughs> I don't have to show up. I'm like, boy, that makes me feel not needed. <laughs> <laughs> you are incredible. I, I mean, like, you're, like there's there's so much to your journey. And I have to ask, so then did you go to a distributor model or did you just distribute yourself through Stacey? Uh, For the pizza chips or for the bars? The bars have gone all over, have like just gone wacky. We we went into distribution. We came out of distribution. We are now selling direct to consumer. Um, For the chips, we went into distribution. And that was uh, primarily push from the stores. Like when we first started out, we would just ship direct ship to everybody. And we love doing that. The personal relationship with the customer. And then um, from there, when we started to get into some larger change of stores, they wanted it distributed. So that's when we started going into distribution. And, um, and, you know, we also were growing along with the natural food industry. So it went, we, even though we started in that little aisle where, where things go to die, <laughs> eventually there was whole foods. Eventually there was, you know, like all of these stores kind of came up. And, up. Yeah. 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 So that there was, yeah. So we did grow along with the industry as well. Now, if you could say, okay, these are the top three lessons I want to share in my entrepreneurial journey. What would you say? Okay, you know, I I have had, um, and you're still going through the journey. Mm-hmm. But if you were to just so, I would say first would be to, um, I guess these are three lessons, no particular order. So I would say invest in people, 
Mm. as in, you know, who you hire and just trust them to do their job. Mm. Um, You're hiring, what you're doing when you're hiring people is you're hiring outside your own skill set. And so you have to like, because, you know, you're like kind of got to plug all those holes to grow. And so you have to trust people to do their job. Um, Design your business. Design, yeah, that's hard for a lot of people. Design your business around the customer. Um, everybody says, you know, everybody says, oh, the customer's first, the customer's first. And then they write a business plan or execute execute on a business plan that guesses mm. what the customer wants. So you need to be able to quickly adapt based on what's actually happening in the marketplace. So good. That is so true. Like that is this is spoken from a very seasoned entrepreneur because a lot of people, yeah, they create their business plan and then have to think, oh, well, how do we make it work for the customer? But when you are flipping it the other way and saying, okay, this is the customer. This is what we need to to make this successful. Yeah. When you live it and you breathe it, you, you, um, you know, you're going to trade shows, you're talking to people at a trade show booth, you're giving away samples, you're doing all that. And that is where you gain your most valuable information as compared to like a large company starting with a product. They don't have that, you know, we entrepreneurs, we have that face-to-face, that person-to-person contact, and we can learn. We have way more information. They're paying a company to go out, to do this research, da, 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 and we already have that. I know. So, I love that. I yeah. love that, too. It's like embrace being small because you can pivot so quickly. I guess the third thing would be, um, you know, that, that the secret to success is, Um, And this might be kind of old school, but, you know, show up, work hard and make a hundred decisions each week. And then hopefully you'll make more good decisions than bad decisions. (laughs) So you have to, you have to, you have to, okay. For, to be a success and that, and to just know that there's rarely a magic bullet or a catastrophic decision. We had a fire. We burnt down 25% of the factory. And you think at the time you're like, that oh my happened, God, right? oh my God. Oh yes, it did happen. And oh you gosh. know what? You think like there's a cast, but you know, every, like then you, then the, during something like that, a catastrophe like that, you have to make, you know, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to wall off this part of the factory. We're going to do our construction on that side. So every, then those are, all, then you go right back to it. Then every, what are all these little decisions that I have to make to get this damn place up and running and get us back on our feet again? So, you know, that, and, and, you know, so at the time it's catastrophic, yeah, but you know, there's rarely any kind of magic bullet that you're going to say, okay, all of this is going to happen and you're not going to happen with some kind of catastrophe. We ship a, an 18 wheeler full of chips they go up over the mountain and the rockies and all of a sudden all the bags we didn't all the bags exploded no the other side and all the bags are like pop 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 pop. we didn't we didn't do the right pressure in the bags hey that's an expensive lesson oh my gosh so you know you have to learn you know okay what route are we going to send to the track are we going to go over the mountains if we're going over the mountains then do we have to adjust the bag during production so that it has a little bit of a breathing room wow same thing when you're selling to the airlines you ever get on the airplane and you get that bag like this it's gonna go i know i'm scared to open it when yeah there you go oh yeah that's a that's a yeah that's a that's a lesson you know there's you never there's there's endless lessons 
endless, endless. Now, in all these, these aren't mistakes. These are just things that you learn from. But was there a big mistake that that perhaps you did or encountered or the business did during your journey that, wow, you learned so much from? Um, so I would have to say, you know, there's scaling a business requires making mistake after mistake after mistake. You do as you, just as you scale, but you can't let those setbacks stop you. No, no. And, um, you know, rather you got to work with your team Mm -hmm. and find creative solutions the main two hurdles that we overcame, I guess, at the pita chip companies were like the fire, obviously. And then another time we had a microburst. I was like, what the f- is a microburst? Pardon my French. But, you know, what is a microburst? And, and somehow it's some kind of a storm. It, it hit our factory just like a torpedo. It looked what? like literally cinder blocks tumbling through the driveway no. and pallets of pita chips you could literally see from walking down the driveway you could see into the warehouse are you <laughs> like, kidding like what i mean thank god nobody was hurt i thought but, you were like yeah. figuratively speaking when you said a micro no no, no. microburst yeah look it up google it <laughs> okay. okay yeah but you know what and, and and i'm you know and i you know those are that's I mean, maybe, a you know, those are things, maybe a microburst was not our fault, but certainly, you know, a big mistake is the fire. No. Fire, you know, I mean, yeah, certainly take responsibility for that and not having, you know, I mean, like, what's it, you know, looking at, you know, like the fire was caused by something that we did in production, Oh, you know? Something that caught on fire in the oven and then the oven goes this, 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 this. And, you know, so you really, you you know, but it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. And so you took away from that saying, you just got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. Sorry, go ahead, Stacey. Yeah. And, you know, and I have to say, and and this, I feel like is, it's harder for women to do that. I don't want to, I don't know what that, that means for me saying that, but I feel like it's harder just as far as my generation and the way I was raised, it's harder for, for women to do that than it is for men. And maybe it's just the amount of time that we've spent in the business world. Maybe it's the way the business world treats us. We, who knows? But I feel like I would get when, whenever something happened like that, I would get much more emotive and, you know, I'm like, first I had to go cry it out. Yeah. And before I could, before I could think clearly, and then I could think more clearly or talk to, you know, talk to my brother, talk to Mark, talk to I'm figuring, and you know, where they're not, they're not crying. (laughs) No, I know. And they're like, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, okay. It it does. It just takes a while for, I, I, you're right. Like I know that because I've done mistakes and one very expensive one was trusting uh, a French distributor who, you know, worked at on me for like a year and a half. And I trusted him. I sent chocolates to his four-year-old son. And then he had this order, this big order, and then called, uh, emailed to cancel it, like right when I was shipping out to him. And I'm like, what? And he said, you know, I... I 
I have a vendor who went bankrupt and I can't pay for this order now, but it would help my family if you did ship it and then we'll pay you back in terms. No, 10 grand that I've never yep. seen. And you know, I was, I trusted heartstrings instead of my gut, which my gut was saying, don't do it. Don't send it. And my heart's like, oh, but he said it would help his family. So bad. So dumb. Yep. <laughs> so very expensive. Yep. Your head and your head, you got to go your head and your gut go ahead of your heart. You know, trust your your head and your gut. Put your heart behind you. Yeah, especially in business. In business. Yeah, especially in business. There's no room for it. No room. No. Yeah. I mean, there's room for it when it comes to your people and getting all that and your yes. team, but not, not, no. Yeah, so that was one of my. You'll get eaten alive. Oh yeah, I, I've been spat out a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, um, I just there's so much. Like I, I just want like tough times. There's a saying that tough times never last, but tough people do. You've you've gone through a lot of hardship, and faced it and rose again. Is there something that you could? share to my listeners who feel like, you know, they just just want to throw in the towel and just quit and they're done. There's so much to you that I haven't shared and I don't know what you'd want to share. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there were so many times that I just felt that, that I did feel that way. Um, yeah, I remember you know, when we were buying our first oven and we negotiated a deal and we were going down to, you know, we were literally like, we got the money. We were literally that day, um, we were going to go pick up the oven and the people called us up and said, don't come. We have, uh, we sold it to a company in Canada. <laughs> like, And apparently they came in, they offered them more money and you know, our sixty thousand dollar oven went uh, went on a truck to Canada before we actually got down to Georgia or wherever and picked it up. So yeah, and then we were like, and then we had all these orders, and we're getting we had to increase production. We had to, you know, we were like, like then again, that's when I cried. I was like, what? How could they? Like that is just so cruel. That is just so wrong. That is just so mean. That is, but you also learn from you learn a lot from that. Like you learn what not to do. You learn how not to screw people. You learn what it feels like to be screwed like that because you know it's just um, you know it's not right. And and so yeah, obviously we had to go and start our search over. Or, or you know and then and at that point we just started. I think that might have been when we started speaking to oven companies about building a specialized oven and um, having them lease it to us or experiment with, you know, this type of oven that we wanted them to build. And, you know, so it caused us to step back and take a look at our product and how are we going to keep it perfect and um, yeah, and, and go that direction rather than buying that guy's piece of crap oven that he sold to some yahoo in canada i'm still a little angry <laughs> and that's okay because that's not nice right like no one should ever it's be not nice it's not nice what's one lesson be nice <laughs> be nice <laughs> i was a primary school teacher that's that's my vocabulary be nice be nice be kind be bold be kind be bold that's right oh my goodness that is insane but i think it goes back to what you were saying is you really gotta love what you do. Yeah. 
because that is going to keep you going when all this crap happens around you, to you, at you, being flung at you, being stolen from you. Yep. Got to love what you do. And it's okay to cry it out. And my kids make fun of me because I cried out a lot. So, <laughs> oh, did you cry today? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, but all good. Now, I, I want to know if you could tell your kids, your your beautiful daughters, one big lesson that you want them to to take away from all you've gone through. What would that lesson be? I would just say, you know, not to forget the um, importance of the here and now. Mm. You know, you can't always be looking to the future. You can't, or to the tomorrow or to the, you know, like, you know, your here and now is critically important. And, and um, that, and I think I've, I have instilled a lot of independence in them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like that's a really important quality to have is to always know how to rely on yourself first and foremost. I, I love all of that because, you know, it is so important to like, I guess, enjoy the journey and not just be focused on the destination. Yeah. You're going to miss out on people. You're going to miss out on, on experiences, the mistakes and, yeah. and all of this. And and one day, yeah, you will laugh about those mistakes, but it's okay to go through these hardships and mistakes because they, they make you stronger, right? Those yeah. stones are actually building blocks, I think, to to where we are going to be. Yep. And yeah, you know, and, and it's like, and that's also how you're going to discover what it is that makes you happy. Yeah. And that's really hard. That's really hard. Um, you know, when it comes to business, when it comes to your personal life, when it comes to relationships, you really have to, you know, know that. Yeah. What makes you happy? And, you know, yeah. like I yeah. tell my kids who are now teens and young adults is, you know, your happiness does come from within. It's not about your circumstance. It's not about other people or, or things or situations that make you happy. It's got to come from inside because. Yeah, yeah. it's so stinking hard. Yeah, you're awesome. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> you're so awesome. Okay, one more business question before I okay. ask you the final question. Okay, congratulations on all, all, all of what you do and all your successes. And if someone wanted to get their business ready, and I know that, you know, you're, you're saying don't, don't think with that in mind of, of, you know, mm -hmm. building a business to for it to be acquired. But what are some things that need to be like those ducks in a row ready? Yeah. So if you are approached by a, by someone that wants to acquire your company, um, you know, for I think the most important thing is that the most important alignment that we made was with an investment bank team. Hmm. because they know how to sell a company. And if one person is interested in your company, then they can bring to the table others. They know how to, you know, put the value on your company. They know how, you know, so they know, you know, you can't 
be, you can't be, you can't do everything. You can't be, okay, oh yeah, I know how to grow a company. I know how to sell a company. I know how to do the account. I know. You don't. So that's what the, so we had an investment bank team. They were amazing. They understood our business. They came in, they, you know, they will direct you. You need, you know, with, you need to get an accounting team. You need to get, you know, legal advice. There's, you know, all kinds of documents that are going to be thrown at you that you don't know. And you want somebody to negotiate a deal on your behalf because you still need to run a business. <laughs> yes. Yes. So and I would say that's probably the most important thing is to get somebody who knows what they're doing. So true. And then in the emotion is cut out because I can't imagine yeah. if, if you were the one, like not used per se, but yeah, someone was the person having to like say, oh, well, no, my, my precious baby is worth more than that. Like, like you need to separate that. Yep. From the the real matter of, of acquisition. I love it. Now, because I respect your time and I want to finish Thank this. You. And okay. I want to say, now this is rapid fire questions on just the four topics. On your top tip of how to create better family, health, business, and self. So first thing that comes to your mind when I say your first and best tip for how to create better family. Just top of your head. Um, being present. Love it. So true, right? Not perfect, just present. Just yep. being present. How to create better health? Uh, walk every day. So good. Because they say sitting. I'm going to say also nutrition is more important than exercise. Oh, so true. Yeah. Okay. So, that, yeah. And that's, uh, that's um, one. Uh, best business tip to create better business. Uh, best business tip. Um Oh God. I, well, I have to go back to, you know, the team, you know, building a, building a good team around you because, you know, you are, you, you might be the bridge, but they're all the pillars that are just like, you're going to get over from one side of the water to the other. So you can't get it without, without that. Oh, so I would that. say business. That love that visual. Be your, that would be your team. Love that. I'm so visual. I totally picture the pillars on the bridge. Love it. And last one is how to create better self. Um, I, you know, I would say that whenever you do something good for somebody else in the long run, it always pays off. Mm. I love that. Thinking of others. Do like whether, whether, look, if you're really down, you're really feeling like, and you just kind of randomly go and you, you know, you're driving through the toll and you pay for yourself and some, and you, you give the extra buck for the person behind you and, you know, you're driving and then you drive off and you just randomly do that act of kindness. And then the person drives by you and you get the toot and the wave. Well, you know what, for that 30 seconds, you're going to feel better. So true. I love that. So good. You know, when you are down, do something for someone else and, yep. and it just, just so many great things coming to that. Stacy, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much. And if people wanted to find your Be Bold Bars, where should they go? Uh, well, you can go to uh, www. Do, do people even say that anyway? You can go to beboldbars.com. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and I, you know, I would love it if all your listeners followed me on Instagram. My personal one, if you'd like, is at underscore Stacy Madison. And my the business one is at Be Bars. 
so good. And I, I know that they will be following you because how could they not? You are incredible, so inspiring, and just so strong and beautiful inside and out. So thank you. And congratulations you. to you on uh, being the recipient of the Stacey's, one of the Stacey's Rise grants. Yes, I know. We Very proud. That Stacey's Rise project. I'm, I'm honored. Yep, that, that's okay. But I, I'm really, you know, you should really be proud of that. There were like just thousands of applicants and you are a winner. Thank you. And I'm blown away because I'm like the only non-food and I was so scared for the longest time. Like, is this a mistake? <laughs> I was so scared. Yeah, and you went for it. That's great. So grateful. And thank you, Stacey. Thank you for helping other women rise. And you are awesome. To our listeners, thank you for listening. And I'd love to hear your feedback on this podcast episode. And please do find Stacey Madison on Instagram. Follow her. Follow her incredible, inspiring journey. She is awesome. Stacey, thank you again. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And everyone, bye for now. <laughs>